following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast, the Fit Fighter Podcast, the gym of inspirational fitness talk. I am your host uh, slash uh, fitness goer, TJ Williams, giving you the insight of my fitness journey, discussing and analyzing fitness-based subjects and highlighting individuals involved in fitness past, present, and future. Okay, so we are approaching um, April. Of course, we're still in March. And March is, of course, is still International Women's uh, Month. Uh, yeah, I hope a lot. Again, I'm definitely um, definitely um, happy or should I say humble that I'm interviewing, interviewing most of these women. And definitely it's definitely I can say I can give it all to the women that's um, been an inspiration to me or should I say it's been inspiration to everybody over the world. Oh, boy. But, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. All right. But of course, I got an, uh, another lady that's um, decided to join me today. Um, of course, um, she worked with me uh, when um, while I was coming up in um, the fitness instructor. Of course, she used to be um, uh, was it, an AFA instructor. And now she's a full-time mom. Uh, of course, she got her own business, um, Fit Mom Life to the Fullest. All right. So hope you can check that out. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to my friend, um, Brittany um, um, Pearson. So she decided to come up to the show and share her story. So um, hello, Brittany. Hi, TJ. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have this chat. All right. So of course, my longest um, episode was an hour. So well, at least an hour. Oh. Let's see if we go an hour and a half. That's going to be the record. <laughs> Listen, I got three little boys under four and I am not on little boy patrol right now. So we can go as long as you want to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, let's get to the first question. All right. So we're going to go back in time. We're going to bring this DeLorean style. All right. So we're going to go back to where fitness wasn't um, a thing for you yet. So how would you best describe yourself um, before you got into fitness? Sure. Um, it's interesting because whether or not I considered it fitness movement and exercise was definitely always a part of my life. Um, just through, I think how a lot of kids grow up like sports dance. I was heavy and big into dance and any, any sport really, I played basketball, um, softball, volleyball. So it's definitely always active, but then it kind of segued, right. As I think a lot of people, as they grow up, either become more sedentary because they stop doing sports or gym class or whatever. And it's kind of up to you to decide if you're going to be a person who works out or not. Um, so I, I definitely was aware of that and was like, okay, I want to be a person who works out, but those in between years from kind of phasing out of high school of those sports and activities, I, uh, lost it a little bit where it was like, I just didn't really know what to do. I'd go to the gym and maybe hop on the elliptical, which I know you like the elliptical and I'm mm -hmm. not hating on it. I just didn't know what else to do. It's like, okay, I'll read some magazines. Like I was not working hard or anything like that. So, um, that was definitely where it was before, uh, I'd, I'd consider that my before, um, because then once I did get into fitness, it took off from there. That's when it was, 
I found, I fell in love more in the weight room once I got there, but I definitely started with cardio and that's when I was like, wow, I was a teacher. I went to school to um, be an elementary school teacher and that's what I did full time. But I was like, I've got to get, sink my teeth into this. And it just was a really natural thing for me to, as a teacher, to want to teach people how to do it once I fell in love with it so much. So, um, beforehand I can definitely relate to though people who are not into fitness yet or who are getting into it of, um, it's just being really daunting. I remember it being very intimidating when I didn't have the knowledge that I did. And, um, also did, had no idea what I was doing in the nutrition department, which obviously ties into fitness. So I was kind of lost for a couple of years in there of like, ah, just kind of dabble and didn't know what I was doing so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I can relate to, um, how you say you're, we're into sports. So, I mean, that's pretty much what gets you, um, into the gym. Well, usually yeah. when you're in sports, there's a structure. I mean, you have a coach that gives you a structure of, um, how to stay fit. But once you're on your own, you go to the gym, it's like, you don't have much of a structure. I mean, you pretty much have to try to figure out what you want to do. Well, of course you said you go to elliptical. I mean, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind when I go to the gym, it's like, I go to elliptical, I do the treadmill. And, yeah. then, and then from there, you know, it's just like, what I do next. Right. Yeah. Right. And so of course, um, going, well, in going into sports, I mean, that was your push in the fitness. Cause yeah. Well, everything yeah. else, yeah. So, what would you say, like, um, your biggest challenge or your difficult challenge going into uh, starting out? I think, um, in general, when I started getting kind of back into fitness or say, like, finding my groove there in college, because that's kind of when I had to decide again if I was going to be the person who worked out or not, I think my mentality was just very um, negative about. And I don't mean negative. I like, I, I always enjoyed working out, but I looked at it as how I needed to make up for my eating. So it was more like, Oh, like a, like a punishment. That's more how I looked at it. It was like, okay, I know I don't want to um, struggle with my weight. And I know I don't want to like have health problems because I'm eating poorly. So I'm just going to not change anything in the food department, but I'm just going to combat this with exercise, which is definitely not the way to go about it. And not how I would tell any clients to do that right now, because a lot of people really waste um, and I don't want to say waste because obviously moving your body is great and there's a benefit anyways to even people want to go for walks and they don't want to change their eating habits. That's better than not going for walks, right? We can both, I'm sure agree on that. But, um, the challenge for me was definitely the lack of discipline that I had in the nutrition department, but then in the lifting world. So once I, once I got back, um, kind of really into fitness, it was like, okay, floundered a little bit in college, hopped on maybe the elliptical or something, didn't know what to do. Then I decided, Hey, why not do a half marathon? Like I don't work out that much. <laughs> My nutrition's crazy, but like, let's do a half marathon. So I signed myself up for one, um, and super, super hilly course. And, um, that was my segue in. And I was really into the running aspect more still hadn't really changed my nutrition that much. But then for me, the biggest challenge was getting myself to strength train and specifically to lift weights. And the biggest challenge there was definitely feeling self-conscious. I, I think the weight room can be a very intimidating place, especially for women. You walk by, you see a lot of big dudes grunting and you're like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> um, and I think that's why a lot of women just hop on a, a piece of cardio equipment because it feels a little bit safer to kind of get somewhere, stay somewhere, than wander around the, the weight room and try to kind of read the, the instructions. And I remember that very vividly. It's not, I mean, this was like 10, over 10 years ago. Um, I've been a trainer for 10 years, but I still remember that and can relate to that. So I think that was the biggest challenge was number one, um, 
physically doing my runs when my nutrition was so poor because I wasn't properly fueling myself. I'd get out there and I'd make myself do the runs, but it would have went a lot easier in the beginning if I had changed my eating habits. And then uh, definitely feeling self-conscious for sure. Well, well, definitely there's two things I want to talk about. But one, the discipline of staying nutrition, new, nutritious um, eating. I mean, yeah. of course, we can't get rid of that guilty pleasure, you know, um, uh, potato chips, um, pizza, ice cream. We can't get rid of that. But, you know, we try to discipline ourselves to eat healthy. But, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I start meal prepping. I mean, I feel okay. like that's a lot easier to not spend time cooking. You know, I cook mm-hmm. like once a week. And then from there, I mean, I'm all set for the rest of the week. And, you know, I got my breakfast, lunch and dinner. So that's, that's awesome. what I'm so I feel like that's could give me more time to do everything else that I want to do, you know, doing like working out uh, this podcast, you know, going to work, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm all set. So that's and you're set up. You have no, I think if you don't, I think that's so key because if we don't meal prep sometimes too, it's like then we're hungry and we just grab whatever, because it's like, then we're eating based on our emotions versus what we know is a nutritious thing. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Most people like to find that job that keeps them moving instead of um, sitting, sitting um, in the same place. You know, that's yeah. why I don't, I don't like those office jobs. You know, they may pay a lot of money, but you know, I don't want to be sitting around all day in front of the computer. And then, you know, I'm eating like a horse and then I become <laughs> a horse. So. And super tired. That's oh. a definite, I think so many people who are really sedentary, really struggle with fatigue, which you would think like, okay, you were sitting, but it really, if what, you know, once you're sitting, you're pretty fatigued then. Uh, yeah. Um, I feel I on that. Yeah, of course is. Um, of course I'm pretty addicted to water and, you know, I don't drink, drink anything else unless it's necessary. I mean, and that's that. And the number two, um, the half marathon, you know, I'm oh, yet, yeah. I'm yet to try that. I'm yet okay. to try all right so far i've run 10 miles like last summer so that's oh, like wow. that's like the highest number of miles that i've run so i that's mean super close yeah yes. so roughly three more miles that's a half marathon right <laughs> do you enjoy running oh i pretty much well when it's summertime you know but okay. you know i mean when i'm running a treadmill it's just like so mediocre it's like it's just so boring yeah that's like, but when I'm outside, it's like, I'm like, I can go pretty much anywhere and it just may helps me concentrate a little more. So. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 10 miles on the treadmill sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it does. All right. All right. So, um, what would you say? Of course, um, you were aiming for, you aiming for a goal of becoming, um, like, like better in fitness. So of course, um, you, do you have a, like an ultimate goal? I mean, of course you got, um, helping um, fit uh, mothers being more fit, uh, single mothers being more fit, or should I say single mothers, um, definitely home, home mother. I'm, yeah, 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 I <laughs> I got you. Um, I want to clarify, I'm not a single mother because my husband will probably listen to this and be like, hello, you did. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about him. I got to get uh, him on the show too. Yeah, oh, he'd love it. I yeah. make him come out of mine a lot. Um, yeah, he he's wonderful. So um, for, the, for your audience, my husband actually met at, the gym that TJ and I met at. I don't know if um, you knew that as well, TJ. That's where we actually met. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen him around. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I met him at that one party when those, we were um, we in Be Moved or, and when I was yeah. at Be Moved. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, we actually met as trainers, which is really fun. And it's just a fun part of the story because it was after I'd gotten into strength training and all that. But um, uh, he, and he's been, all over the, he'll, you know, if he is on your podcast, he'll talk about it, but he and I both, um, 
I think our goals are always changing, but I'll speak to obviously myself personally, and maybe some of your audience will relate to this too, where, uh, like when I signed up for the half marathon, that honestly was like the only goal I had of like, okay, I want to run a half marathon, like a bucket list. Let's cross it off kind of a thing. And then I kind of got a little taste of, you know, the fitness world. And I liked how things felt like I liked, this is when my relationship with it all started changing nutrition, exercise and everything. It wasn't like I need to do this to punish myself. It was like, wow, I feel amazing. Cause I'm doing this, you know, like runner's high is a real thing. But when I even got into the weight room, I'm like, wow, lifting weights is amazing. Like you just feel, I don't really love the word empowered, but I think it's a good way to describe it. Like if you kill it on a set lifting in the gym, you're going to have some confidence walking around after and not like a puff out your chest, think you're amazing thing, but it's going to make you feel better about yourself. Like think about how we talk to, obviously I have three kids. So I'm, I think about a lot, like the way we talk to kids and train kids and how do you get kids to get self-confidence and to feel good about themselves? It's by giving themselves, giving them something hard. And then when they overcome it and can do it, they, that's how they naturally build self-confidence. You know, like we get into all the participation trophies and all that stuff. And I'm not about it. Cause I'm like, listen, like you got to earn it. And then you feel that's how you feel a sense of accomplishment. So for me, definitely, um, I kind of got the race bug a little bit and I, I went on, did a marathon and after the marathon, I was like, I don't really love just running on flat roads. So then I got, uh, really into Spartan races and my husband and I did a bunch of those. So it's kind of been more a, um, not really like an ultimate goal, like before I die, I want to do this or whatever, but it changes year to year. Um, because then for years I have not, I've not run uh, at all in road races since before I had my, uh, first, I think I did one Spartan race after him and he'll be five in May. So, um, it's been a while, uh, and I've had just other goals year to year of be able to do 10 unassisted chin-ups or pull-ups. Like I, I like those kind of little goals. Um, but actually I am heading back into a race for the end of summer, which is just, uh, because I wanted to run outside. Like you just said, I was like, wow, the idea of running outside sounds awesome to me. I'm just going to sign up for a race and start doing some long runs more to just enjoy being outside and stuff like that. But, um, yes, I'm a lot more focused now too. I think if you would have asked me when I was 20, so like, what's your ultimate goal? You know, I might've said to run a marathon or whatever, but right now I just turned 30 last year. My eyes are much more on longevity and on being able to like, just be a strong, active, physical person. Like I want to see myself running around with my grandkids. I want to be able to help my husband move a couch and not like throw my back out. I have clients who have thrown their backs out, like putting their kids in car seats or you know, if you don't work out, you're more prone to injury, like slipping on the ice, mm-hmm. um, all of these things. So it's really more, I really am more now motivated by just being the healthiest version of myself that I can be to have the best quality of life I can. Right. We're all, you know, gonna obviously age and we're not going to be at this fitness level that we're maybe even are at forever. And, and obviously we want to grow and we want to progress and I'm all for that. And that's what I help women do. Like, you know, get to, um, the whole, the whole reason behind the title fit mom life to the fullest, like to, to have your physical health in line so that you can enjoy life to the fullest. Like you're not sitting on the sidelines because you feel embarrassed or you can't keep up because you're tired. Like you can't go on hikes with your family. So that's, that's definitely where my goals are currently at is more like, I want to be as physically healthy inside and out so that I can, um, 
give more, serve more, and just uh, not be in pain, those kinds of things. Yeah, um, I know I can relate. Well, at least my, I know my mom's like starting to work out. And I mean, she's retired. I mean, I know she can't sit around a house all day. I mean, but I see her, <laughs> I see her trying to get in the workout. And I mean, she goes on walks. She does walks on a treadmill. She does like um, a lot of like trying to get herself in shape. You know, she don't have to worry about raising me anymore. I mean, I could do my own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got some time back. Good <laughs> yeah. for her. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I definitely want to get back in a race. I mean, at least a 5K. I mean, I haven't run a 5K since 2013. Mm. I mean, I mean, those are a lot easier for me to run 5Ks. I mean, but yeah, but definitely I want to do that half marathon. That's awesome. See, that's, it's such a personality thing too. And obviously people have different body types, but I'm actually built more like a sprinter. So you'd think I'd like to do short distances, but I have no desire. That's what my husband's like, why don't you just do like a 5K and see if you can get your fastest time? I do not like running fast. I was like, I would rather run the, the race I signed up for is 50 miles, an ultra marathon. And I said, I'd literally rather run 50 miles if I can go slowly versus running a 5k fast. I am not, I don't know. I get a cramp right away. I'm like, yeah, no, no fast running. I'll, I'll go slow and I'll go far. <laughs> uh, well, I guess my time for like a 5k, I think I remember it was like under 25 minutes. That's like yep. when the last, so that was pretty much some, well, I know like people can go like, like real close to 15 minutes. So yeah, people that's are a, wild, but that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, hopefully, you know, well, uh, hopefully your um, ultimate goal is not trained for the Olympics. So it, uh, I think I've aged out of that. I think I can uh, cross that off. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm out aged to go to the, <laughs> go to the major leagues, or at least I know I'm a professional wrestler, but you know, I don't, I don't want to go to the majors. I mean, I'm yeah. already broke. I'm already broken up from doing martial arts for 25 years. So, I mean, yeah, well, at least for, at least for martial arts, I don't have to test physically anymore. I just, I can go for my master ranks next year. And it's just, just get my black jacket. That's it. N nice. That's, is that the ultimate goal for you right now? Yeah. Right now. So, okay. I mean, once I get everything out the way, I mean, uh, yeah. my classes. And then of course, from there, I got to get the approval from Mr. Norris, Chuck Norris. And awesome. then of course I perform in front of him, and I get my black jacket and five stars. So that's going to be a, a goal. That is a very inspiring goal. That's awesome. Yeah. You think I'll disappear if I have that black jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll find you. I think I think your presence will be known. <laughs> yeah. All right. So who would you say you look up to while you're on your journey? I love this question. Um, because of my state in life, I think, you know, primarily I'm a stay-at-home mom, right? Oh, that was my clarification before. Yes. Stay at home, <laughs> not single. Um, so I have my boys full time. My husband works outside the home and then I run my fitness business from home as well. Um, I love doing podcasts. I have a host of podcasts as well for moms and whatnot. But, um, so for me, that's changed a lot too, because when I first got into fitness, I probably would have named somebody in the CrossFit world or somebody in the like Spartan race world or something. But honestly, the people that I truly look up to are, like real life people who are a couple steps ahead of me in that they are in like a similar season of life, but they're killing it because there's a lot of people who take the excuse, um, or rather take facts and make them excuses. Like, well, I just, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with my kids. Great. That's a fact. You still could exercise if you want to, um, you know, look at your, <laughs> this is a favorite though. I have a lot of clients, um, in the nutrition department 
track macros. I think tracking macros is a really sustainable way for most people um, to kind of just even take stock of where they are nutritionally. I don't think it's the only way. Um, and I like getting them to eating intuitively. So we start with tracking macros and we end up with eating intuitively, which is literally just listening to your body um, and feeding it what it needs to. I don't think you can start there because I think if you tell a lot of people like, oh, just listen to your body, we, that's not enough instruction. A lot of us are so confused of like, okay, well, my body wants Oreos. So my body's getting Oreos, you know, but okay. Your body wants Oreos. Cause all you've been eating is processed food or whatever. So I like to start with tracking macros so I can see what they're taking in. We start there and then we, um, you know, eventually usually go into eating intuitively. And a lot of people will say, you know, like I had, I just had no time to log my food, which takes like maybe two minutes into the app. I'd be like, Oh, like, and I'm not a mean or snarky person, but I'll be like, well, honestly, try to take like two minutes while you're making dinner, making breakfast. But sometimes I'll be like, you know what? Check your cell phone usage scroll on up, look at that social media usage. If you were on the Instagrams for an hour, you can take two minutes to log your food. So honestly, it's just, um, I think a lot of us want to take an excuse and just find people who commiserate with it. Like, Oh, I, I get all the time. Like I used to work out before I had kids, but now I don't have any time for that. Or, you know, who is time for yourself? Those kinds of things. Um, and I don't think obviously that we should, my, my, outlook on everything. And my priorities have definitely changed. I don't spend like when you and I were working together, I'd be at the gym for three hours a night and I loved it. And it was a hobby. And I, you know, that's awesome. But my life has changed now where I can't, and I don't want to spend three hours at the gym every night when like today, my son and I, I pulled out my stationary bike, carried it up from the basement steps, put it outside so that he could ride his bike in the driveway. And I would pedal in the driveway with him. So he's getting his exercise. Like we're outside too. So my, my seat, like my stage of life has just changed where that's who I look up to or like the moms who like, I have three kids. Maybe I find, I look up to another mom who also has three kids who is still prioritizing fitness. Who's like getting her meals done and grocery shopping done and is not taking excuses. So that's really uh, more of who I look up to uh, really just the people around me. Cause then I also ask them, I'll be like, Hey, you're killing it. Like, what do you do? Do you meal plan by the month? Like, I think that's such a good thing to be able to share tips with people and not, um, be intimidated by somebody who is a couple steps ahead of you. I ask all the time, like, Hey, what are you doing? Cause you're, you're doing amazing. And then I do have to say, I kind of looking up to slash being coached by my husband currently, because he's the one that has, um, done an ultra marathon. He he's done, I think two fifty milers or something before. So he wrote out my training plan for this run. And it's really funny as well. Cause I'll come back from a run. He's like, okay, show me the screenshot, how to go. And we don't usually do this. Like we usually keep our training very separate from each other and it's, it's been fun. So I'm taking his advice. I'm being a good student in that department. <laughs> yeah. I know I can remember when um, people say they don't have time to fit um, fitness in their um, schedule, but you know, in actuality, you know, there's always time for everything. You know, I always teach my karate students, like, if you are want, want to train better, I mean, you got to fit some, some time in your schedule or in your busy life to at least train to get better with your techniques. You know, right. it's, it's it's kind of, um, uh, I can't say irritating, but, you know, it's kind of, um, I don't know how would you put it, like, it's um, stressful. Just, yeah. Just, just, just getting them to, like, really get better in your techniques, but they choose, like they say, they don't have time for that, but you know, they spend a lot of time on technology, which right. is um also uh should I say uh a factor in like there's why they say they don't there's no time, they're procrastinating 
So right. that, yeah, so right. so that's the thing. You know, I want to try to stay away from technology as much. You know, you know, you say the mothers say they're on their phone, and you say you got you got about two minutes of prep. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's obviously you and I utilize it and it's a great tool. Anything can be a tool, but, um, you know, too much of anything can definitely impair what you ultimately want. I think a lot of times we forget that and we're all human. I do it too, where we have what we ultimately want. Like you asked about an ultimate goal and then we, our choices in the day-to-day don't line up with that. So like your karate students might be saying like, oh, I want to progress to the next level, but what are they doing day-to-day to actually get there? They're not. You know, um, I'll have clients who say that, you know, they want to hit X amount of body fat or they want to do whatever. And I'm like, well, what you were doing before didn't get you there. So we've got to change things a step at a time. And and I think it's good for everybody, especially those who are newer getting into fitness to go one thing at a time. I think that's really helpful and not intimidating, but uh, I think that that's, that's the challenge is the gap between our ideal of what we really want and our actions. Like that's the only thing that's going to get us there. That's the bridge to getting there, but it's really hard when there's all these dangling carrots in front of you. And it's easy to sit and entertain yourself. There's so many ways you could entertain yourself, you know, like you said, through technology or different things. So I think, um, I think visual reminders really help with that. I don't know if you're a visual person, but, um, even now I have my little training plan written out and it's right next to my bed. I see it when I wake up. So I know, what I'm doing. And, um, I think that can be helpful for people too. I'll tell my clients, like put a post-it on the fridge. that says drink water or like set the background of your phone to drink water. You obviously don't need any help in that department. You're killing it with water, but whatever it is, you know, if it's, um, some people struggle with nighttime snacking, like I said, close your kitchen, turn off the light, sweep the floor. It's done like after dinner or whatever it is, you know, I'm also very flexible. Like I said, I know you might, we might talk about, um, guilty pleasures, but like, I'm all for, if you, I have some clients who are like, I want something sweet every day. That's great. If that's what you have after dinner, that's fine. But like eat your dinner, have your little couple dark chocolate squares, then close the kitchen. Like we need physical and visual reminders sometimes too. I think we're human. Yeah. I think I'm um, totally obsessed with the second pro app. I mean, that, Mm -hmm. yeah, because like I have like a ton of workouts. Um, I have a ton of structure. So that's what I, I like doing like, um, time bouts, um, workouts, you know, I just don't like doing reps. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's boring. It's just to do reps. I just do like time bouts. Like I do Tabata, like mm-hmm. 30, 15, 40, 20, uh, 60, um, 30. And, you uh, know, I like kind of have a structure, you know, I like running a treadmill, like for, I do like a five minute warm up. Then I get off the treadmill, I do like agility ladder. And then switch the weights. And now, like, I do like um, boxing and kickboxing combinations, and like, and then I go back to the treadmill. So it's almost like a station that I kind of um, kind of came up with. It usually is 30 minutes or even 40 okay. minutes, depending on like if I wake up early enough. So I want to wake up like with enough time to actually do those workouts. So sometimes I don't wake up and got an hour, and then I have half an hour. So that, so I have a structure. So, yeah, yeah, you're making it through a whole circuit. That's that's intense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So what subject would you say you want the view, the listeners to know, like about fitness or health alone? I know like with um with health, I know people are trying to avoid that health scare, you know, usually high blood, blood pressure, um, of course, uh, like kidney failure. You know, all that. I mean, I was just talking, of course, if you listen to one of my episodes, um, one of my um friends from high school um had a um health scare with um she had a 
think pancreas cancer or something. Oh, and wow. um, of course, um, she's now on a um, fitness journey. And yeah, so we had like a back and forth talk. So um, of course, this just a reminder, listeners, of course, this is not only for people that has um, successfully became um, fitness um, goers. This is people that are on a fitness journey. So of course, if you want to have a fitness journey that you want people to know about and at least give them an insider, I mean, this is the place. So so tell me, well, what subject would you um, let the listeners to know about? Yeah, good question. Um... I think that first and foremost, a lot of it's very overwhelming food marketing, especially is so overwhelming, um, for just the person, especially who's newer, who wants to actually be healthy, but has no idea what healthy looks like. There's a lot of misleading things. I'll take, um, a lot of women through eight week. I have an eight week beginner program and it consists of tracking macros. And, um, the, the main focus is tra- tracking macros and strength training. And there's other things sprinkled in there. And we go week by week, like I was talking about one habit, you know, that's where you should start. We start with like, okay, let's just get us drinking water the whole first week. It's all we're focusing on. And then I'll draw a winner from whoever did the completed the challenge and it's fun. It's good, whatever. But that's definitely what I would say is I like to start people with, um, tracking macros and strength training, but we talk about how misleading food marketing is. So you can walk into any grocery store and the Everything is bombarding you on the front, non-GMO and gluten-free and keto this and keto that. If you're brand new, learn how to look at the back of the label of food. And obviously um, this is kind of even going a little bit deeper because, you know, people would say like, well, should I eat fruit? Is fruit bad? Should I eat meat? Should I this? Should I that? I'm not a nutritionist. I do have a sports nutrition certificate. So I want to disclaimer that obviously anybody can work with a nutritionist if they want to get it really personalized, but Um, yeah, sticking, if you're, if you're new, just try to start with foods that come from the ground or from a mother. I like to tell people like some people say shop the perimeter of the grocery store, that kind of thing. But if you are, so you're looking at, you know, fruits and vegetables and like, don't worry if it's keto, it's this, it's that eat some fruits, eat some vegetables, eat some, what I'd consider good carbs, like sweet potatoes and rice. I'm sure this is some of the stuff you're meal prepping chicken, ground Turkey, whatever, and it doesn't have to be boring. And I hope it's not boring tonight. It's taco night every Tuesday uh-huh. in my house. We had some delicious tacos, some guac, like great healthy fats. I had, we had tortilla chips, like we're super normal. Um, we are not at all. I don't, I don't want to raise my kids where they go to a birthday party and get sick because they had a cupcake and their body's not used to it. Like we're very 80, I I promote with my clients and I myself practice 80, 20 lifestyle, like 80% whole clean foods, 20% indulgences. So if you're newer, just try to fill your diet with mostly things that are from the ground or have a mother, beautiful, high quality proteins, good fruits and vegetables. But then when you're looking at those inner, um, like inside aisles, look at the back because the front's so misleading. I'll have people like logging all day and I'll look at their logs. Like I did so well. And it's, it basically looks like they just walked down the aisle of a sports nutrition grocery store and ate everything from there. Like tons of processed foods, keto cookies are still cookies. You know, um, protein bars are great to get you some high protein on the go, but you don't want to just eat five protein bars and call it a day, you know? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would say that for the nutrition department and then just get moving. Like you said, your mom starting to walk, like walks are great. Start with something you enjoy. You know, if it was somebody, you know, you're talking to, you might tell them kickboxing or to get into karate or whatever, um, whatever is going to, whatever you're going to be able to stick with, 
um, for me, a lot of my clients can't get to the gym because like me, they are their sole childcare person. So, or their main childcare person. I do have a husband <laughs> once yep. again, um, but I'm not going during peak hours. Like I'd have to go super early morning or super late. So I work out from home. I've completely just invested in home gym stuff. One thing at a time. I think the main takeaway is one thing at a time. And then honestly, I think that fitness and nutrition is like 80% behavior and like 20% knowledge, maybe even 90, 10, like do not be concerned with not knowing everything. I did not know everything right away. I still don't know everything, but it's way, way, way more behavior. It's just showing up and starting something. So pick one thing, say, I'm going to walk three times a week, start walking three times a week. Um, I don't think there's any one thing you super need to know. We're all going to have our methods with, with what we think is, um, the most progress showing or whatever, the best method, most effective again, for me and for most women in who I am working with, who are in my sphere of like young ish moms and whatnot for them. Most people, I think tracking macros works really well because nothing's off the table. You can eat what you want. You can make it fit and, uh, doing a workout that works for you that you can do from home. So everybody's different, but I think definitely focus more on the behavior, not the, you don't need to know everything. Uh, so I can relate to like when you go into like Walmart or Tops or any other grocery store, you know, my, my first mindset when I go to Walmart or Tops, I go to the pro like the the fruit and vegetable side section, like the produce, like really. I mean, awesome. for me, like I can't I'm not going to get a bag of like sweet potato fries or regular fries when I can go get like a like regular potato or sweet potato and just make my own fries which yeah. I do. And, you know, I'm definitely addicted to asparagus. And of course, and you got like your cauliflower, which is almost like broccoli. So I'm at least trying to um, put in enough vegetables. Yeah. And that where like, you know, instead of just like going, like you just like going down those aisles where you're getting something that's like, um, you, you think it's authentic, but you know, it's like, it's like highly processed. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's good. It's like you're saying it's good for you, but what's the catch? Right. So Yeah. So, I mean, of course, you know, you, a lot of people go to like get like frozen um chicken fingers when, you know, you can like make your own. So that's the thing. I want to be authentic. You know, I just like want to get that like processed or not processed chicken, but actually like just chicken that's not processed. And then of course make my own like meals. So yeah. Know. And I think stores have come such a long way in, providing like semi, you know, some semi convenient foods or like partially cooked foods that are healthy. I think it used to be a lot harder before where I'll tell clients, like if you have a busy week or you're moving, or you just had a baby, like there are these times go grab some rotisserie chickens, like some fully cooked chickens for you. Grab some bags of salad kits, like pre-made salad kits, grab some wraps. Like there's a lot you can do. That's not it's, it doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't have to be, I'm either getting mozzarella sticks and tater tots, or I have to make all of my food that might be really overwhelming to somebody. You don't have to make all of your food either. You can still be healthy, but just hanging out. Like you said, though, in that produce department, like grab, grab those salad kits from there, grill up some chicken if you can, but if not grab rotisserie chicken, grab some high quality deli meat, you know, it's again, it wants you, it's more the habits, the routines than, you know, you're not always going to have time to prep for five hours on the weekend, but if you know what to go for, if you know what to go grab, I think it's come a long way, which is really nice. 
Yeah. So for me, like, like if I'm going to make a smoothie, I just get real fruit and, and I just, um, usually I, um, pro freeze the, um, blueberries, you know, I just don't get a bag mm. of frozen fruit blueberries. You don't know what's in there. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like, might give you the bubblies, like the, like stump. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like feel like um, butterflies are playing Galica in your stomach. That's what it feels like if you get like the wrong type of foods. Yeah, really. You know, TJ, you just need a garden. That's what you need. So you know where it's really coming from. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, uh, well, okay. So before we kind of get to our hidden gym segment, uh, what would you say? What's the most, what's, uh, what motivational or inspiring quote describes your journey? Ooh, I... I am like such an inspirational quote junkie. I will say it's funny. In college, I had like my vision board that I'd print out these quotes and like make a little poster and that hung above my desk too. Um, but, but so I have a lot that I like, but one that I think describes my journey more is probably one step at a time, something like that. Um, because it really was, it wasn't like, boom, I fell in love with the fitness world. I said it was one step at a time. Like I said, I started with running, but then it was like, okay, now what for the nutrition? Okay. Now what for the cross training? Now what for this? So one step at a time, I think definitely. And then, um, another one that's kind of funny, but I love the quote and I don't even know who said it. Mediocrity is not an option. And you mentioned you used the word mediocre earlier and I had to laugh because I put that same thing, like in huge letters across my desk in college, like mediocrity is not an option. And I had a lot of really good role models along the way who one of my dance instruct, uh, dance instructors or dance teachers when I was in high school, she used to say mediocrity is the sickness of society. And that stayed with me for years where I'm like, that is so true. Like as a culture, we're so satisfied with being mediocre. It's like, okay, you just like get a job. You just kind of do your thing. You clock out. It's Friday. You grab beers because it's Friday. You're finally cut loose. Oh, I got to go back Monday. Like, oh, my family, this, like we're, I think a lot of times the general consensus can be just kind of getting through life and feeling, um, just like, that's how it's supposed to be that, oh, my kids are, make me tired. Oh, I want to sit on the couch at the end of a long day, whatever. Like, no, mediocrity is not an option. Like you've got to wouldn't you want to live an excellent life if you can? And I don't think by any means that's all achieved by doing some burpees or by eating some cauliflower, but I think that can be carried over into all of the other areas. Like, don't you want to have excellent relationships instead of mediocre ones? Like, don't you want to just everything, you know, wouldn't you want to chase excellence in every area of your life? Why would you not want to You get one shot at this? So, um, I definitely love that quote. Mediocrity is not an option. So so I definitely have a quote here from, of course, you know, Steve Harvey. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> He's so funny. Well, here's a, well, here's a quote that he actually um, said that kind of got my attention. I okay. mean, well, there's actually two quotes. Um, of course, there's one that says, if there's no joy when you wake up in the morning, if you dread the sound of alarm clocks going off, if you feel stagnant, if you have the thought in your head, there has got to be more to life than this. You know what you should do? You should stop whatever it is you're doing. You will become exceptional the moment you make an exceptional decision. Mm, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So what comes to mind when you hear that? Yeah. Why are you still doing it then? That's what I think so many people, it's like settling. You could put the word settling on that or settling in the job that they're in or settling in there, whatever. Like, And then I, I think people also then 
love to blame it on other people. Like, well, I have to this, I have to that. Like, nope, it's up to you. I love the way he says that. Like, so move, like you're not a tree, move. <laughs> or yeah, and then another quote he also says, it's like, you know, he says, um, don't complain about having a full plate when your goal is to eat. Oh, yeah. that's really good too. Yeah. Didn't know so, he was so wise. Oh um, yeah. You know, I always get, I always listen to him when I'm, um, driving to work to um, listen to WBLK. So yeah, he, uh, he normally has this like, um, his little end segments of some words of wisdom. So definitely he talks about that. So, I mean, I kind of listen awesome. to it and like, I kind of write notes of it, like what he says. And then like these, that's Steve Harvey could be a lifesaver. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. So any more quotes that you like to uh, say before we get to our hidden gym? I think that's good. I think yours are good ones to end on. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we have um, reached our um, hidden gym segment of the um, the Fit Fighter um, podcast. Uh, so this is going to be a series of questions that um, Brittany's going to answer to the best of her ability. And of course, this is fun. This is the fun part. All right, <laughs> so there, we got seven questions here. Uh, of course, the first question is the best advice you ever gotten. Yeah, I think the best advice, um, as related to especially workouts, but I guess you could probably put it in other parts of life is to make yourself start even when you don't feel like it. Um, because I still have to take this into many workouts that I do when I don't feel like doing them first thing in the morning, or it's been a rough night of sleep or whatever you mentioned, you work out in the morning sometimes too. And it's like, sometimes like, man, I do not feel like getting going, make yourself start, see how you feel, just make yourself start. And I don't think I've ever just stopped a workout because then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not feeling it, you know? So I think that's helpful to, um, when people, a lot of people ask like how to motivate yourself and whatnot to be like, okay, I only have to do it for five minutes. And I bet you're going to just do your whole workout once you start. All right. <laughs> okay. Next question. This is, um, what's one that usually people can't get, or usually don't can't think of it, but, um, the worst advice you ever gotten. Yeah, no, I have one for this. I probably would have had more if I uh, thought longer on it. But the first one that popped in my head is uh, to do cardio to lose fat, because this is definitely what I came into the fitness world hearing is like, oh, you want to lose weight, just do more cardio. And that can, especially for women, really put set them up for an endless cycle of trying to catch up like, okay, I ate cake last night. Now I have to run six miles tomorrow or whatever. And that's just not how the body works. Uh, strength training it doesn't have to be lifting weights, but could be whatever else resistance training is going to rev up your body to be a fat burning machine. Like one pound of muscle burns three times more than one pound of fat does. So the fact that you can build the composition you want and just sit there, literally you could be on like a plane ride and you're burning more calories at rest, just because you have more muscle than the person sitting next to you is a pretty nice deal. So that is something I just wish could go away and get off of the cover of women's magazines or off of people's advice. Like, Oh, just, just do, it's not the only way to burn fat. And it's usually not the faster way. Yeah. I think I work better when I'm hot. So when I'm cold, <laughs> I, I can't even get a workout. So I got to be extremely hot. That makes sense though. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's why I like the um, summer weather a lot better. Absolutely. Uh, it's a lot better going to Las Vegas and definitely getting the heat that I need. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like out in the strip and like, you know, instead of going to escalator, going to the top of the stairs, I'm running. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> mm. I'll hit you up. Yeah, people think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. 
Of course, you talked about this earlier. Uh, how would you reward yourself, your guilty pleasure? Do I have to pick one? <laughs> well, ideally, yeah. Um, well, I really don't consider most things guilty pleasures because I really, most of my diet is going to look like 80, 20, 80% whole clean foods, 20% treats. So, I mean, I might have a cookie and I'm not going to think of that as guilty pleasure because it fit my day. It fit my macros, but um, my husband and I do like to have a margarita on the weekends or a beer on the weekends. And I definitely will never say no to ice cream in the summer, especially, but that is the funny thing with, I do have self-control, but ice cream, I do not keep in the house because if I have just like a half gallon sitting in the freezer, that's going to be like the guiltiest pleasure every day. So we go out and have ice cream. I yeah. like to have a nice ice cream out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what type of cookie would you have? Ooh, um, probably good old chocolate chip. Yeah. What brand? <laughs> ah, see, I, I do bake them. I love to bake. Oh, I, I do love to bake. So um, I really like Joanna Gaines recipe. She's got a good recipe for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you don't want to cook, you know, you got just um whole cookie out like um chips ahoy, um Oreo, I mean soft batch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And also Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> that's a whole like that's a whole season for people, Girl Scout cookie season. Do you like Girl Scout cookies or is that off limits for you? Oh, I'm I'm a sucker for a thin mitts. Ah, yep. Yeah. That that one and the tag alongs I used to like. <laughs> yeah, you know, thin mints. I eat those like tic tacs. Oh, yeah. Hey, they're minty. That yeah. works. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> All right. What famous celebrity would you want to work out with? This is hard because um, I, I'd have to, I need your time machine again to go back in time. But somebody who I really liked in the Spartan race world, who really got me into Spartan races, just following her. She does not know who I am. Is Amelia Boone is really big into Spartan races and, um, or in the world, but I don't think she is doing them currently. And then there is somebody, Dr. Joel Seedman, who is a very high level trainer who trains a lot of NFL players and NHL players. Uh, so I'd love to work. I'd love to have Dr. Joel Seedman put me through a workout. <laughs> I would probably cry during it, but <laughs> it'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Most of the answers I've got from celebrities was either the rock or saw, I think John Cena. <laughs> I mean, yeah, mostly. Um, so I wouldn't mind working out with those two, but you know, one person I would like to work out with mostly is Billy Blanks. Oh uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That makes sense with how you prefer to work out. I mean, really me and him will have like a picnic with, um, Tybo. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So of course I'll be like mimicking all his Tybo moves and, uh, really, <laughs> and it's great that he still does it. I mean, of course, Good I know for him. I know he does had recently had um hip surgery a while back, mm. and oh uh, really, and of course um I think I think it's either in his fifties or sixties, but um wow of course, and he still does it. It's amazing. It's like really, like that would be a dream if I actually had him on this show, and just hey. like, just talk to him, just say here I'm just inspired by what you're doing, and this is why I'm an instructor today. Yeah. Add that to the ultimate goal list, having him on. That's awesome. All right. So fingers crossed. If I get him at the end of the year, uh, that'd be, that'd be something. Okay. <laughs> well, that and Denise Austin. So, oh my yeah. goodness. That is who I started out. That's probably the first workout I ever did. I used to get up at seven or seven 30 and she had like two back-to-back -back hours on lifetime TV. And I would get up, I was like eight and I would do it along with the TV with her. 
That's so funny you mentioned her. Yeah, I missed all that channel. Like not like <laughs> not like Lifetime. They had another um channel where you had like Galat, and okay. um, of course you had um Denise Austin, and you had um I think no not by emotion um it was another it was like an ESPN um show, I forgot what it's called. I mean, ah. I think uh man because I know there's like ton of ton of um people working out like yeah yeah well man well actually i gotta figure it out so (laughs) yeah all right so okay secret talent ah well i did mention i like baking i do enjoy baking i don't know if it's a talent though my husband likes what i eat but don't think it's i'm not like making amazing cakes um but i can sing so i'm a decent singer all right play some notes (laughs) i take it back i take it back i'll go with the cakes (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, you could have, you sing or you can have um, voice impersonation like I do. Well, I mean, that's a really cool talent to have. So if you uh, next time you want to watch The Lion King and you can turn on mute, I could pretty much um, do the first scene for you if I want to. <laughs> I can probably if if that amazes your kids. <laughs> my, I was just going to say my boys would love it. They would love it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the listeners have listened um, too much of my Mufasa of um, impersonation, so I'm not going to do it. Hey, <laughs> right. okay. If you were in a movie, what kind of movie would you be in? Um, 100% comedy. There's like no other option. I think my life is basically reality TV comedy. Um, they'd be like, "Ooh, gotta look away from." Uh, my boys are four, two, and seven months. So we, every time we go out in public, people are like, you've got your hands full. You've got your hands full. And I love it. Like I said, I don't think we should be living a life that we're like, Oh, this stinks. You know, whatever. I absolutely love it. I love my boys. I love what I do. It is a hot mess though. Some days I will tell you TJ, it is hilarious. Like you can do nothing but laugh at what's going to happen. Um, and what's going to come out of their mouths and whatever. So yeah, definitely a hundred percent comedy. <laughs> uh, yeah. That kind of reminds me of my nieces. All right. So, um, of course, um, I'll be able to see them um, this weekend. Uh, of course they're nice. in Canada. Of course they're in Canada. So I got okay. at least hope I can get past that COVID test. And, yeah. Uh, so that's the thing that's, well, I got everything else set, but that COVID test, if it turns positive, I'm not going to be happy. Right. I hope you get there. I hope you get, they get some uncle TJ time. Yeah. Well, if any, well, if any, um, anything fails, you know, I can put my ninja suit and try to swim over there. They, <laughs> they won't see me. Hey, I'll just play that whole GI Joe, um, jazz. <laughs> that's, that's risky, risky business. Hey, all right. Final question. 10 years from now. Yeah. Uh, 10 years from now, I hope to really still be doing what I'm doing. I love what I do raising my kids. I love helping women. I love, honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. If you, if the question had been like, what would you change about your life right now? Nothing. So 10 years from now, I'm sure I'll have hit some new goals, um, cross some more things off the list. Like I said, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Um, but 10 years from now, I just really want to be all around fit. Still, I want to be able to run and keep up with my kids. I want to be injury free. Um, you know, just be a healthier me at 40, uh, you know, and all around, all around fit, all around healthy, um, Lord willing, like no 
disease, those kinds of things. Like we talked about, like, what's my, why, like, why am I doing the things I'm doing? It's, it's that it's for quality of life. So hopefully I'm just having a great quality of life and serving and enjoying and whatnot. Yeah. You know, it's one person I definitely want to get on the show. Um, Jessica, um, De Lorenzo. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen her in like a long time. I mean, I don't know how she's doing, but yeah. It's been a while for me too now, but she's lovely. She'd be, and she's one of the funniest people I know. So she would definitely make your audience smile. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Okay. So is there any last minute um, words would you like to say to listeners out there? I just thank you so much for having me on TJ. This is super fun. I love any chance I get to talk about fitness and nutrition and all this. Seriously, people think I'm joking when I say that. And I, then I tell them like my husband, and I met as trainers, our dinner conversation is like, oh, so according to the strength curve, how many reps and sets should I go for, for this next, whatever. So we, um, I love talking about it. It's always a good time. So just thank you for having me on. And I hope this conversation was a value for your audience. Okay. Well, you can um, tell your husband, he might be next. I sure will. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't know if he has Instagram or Facebook, so really I can shoot him a message or maybe you can talk to him. Sure thing. We'll get it to him. Uh, All right. So thank you so much, um, Brittany, for joining me today. So I hope definitely your journey continues on to probably when you're 80, you're still running marathons. (laughs) We Uh, can hope. Thank you, TJ. All right. Okay. So for those who are just tuning into my podcast, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast. This is your fitness goer, TJ Williams, running out the door. 